Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer speaking to you after the third day of Australia versus India at the MCG and I have with me from comms directly Shashank Kishore. Hey Shanky, how's it going? Hey Karthik, another good day of comms. Good to be good to be back again. It's good to have you as well Shanky and we've got another person from comms from our ball by ball commentary team. but he wasn't doing commentary on the australia versus india game in fact devan sen is here with us he was also of course on new zealand versus pakistan so devan first give us an update on that game and also tell us how you were following australia versus india yeah so uh, quite an interesting match unfolding there uh, new zealand batted first and got to 431 and pakistan obviously were in uh, quite a spot of bother today because they weren't really going anywhere with their run rate and they were losing wickets as well but then mohammad rizwan scored a pretty uh, valiant uh, 71 before he got run out so i just made a mention on comms that two captains got run out after playing you know decisive innings for their respective teams and uh, fahim ashraf uh, nearly got to a century and took them past the uh, follow on mark so pakistan still with a little bit of hope of being able to hold on because there's still two days to go uh, new zealand still with the aces but it's a fairly flat track so uh, if they play well and if they play smartly then they can still save this match and yeah right from day one what i've been doing is i've been putting on the radio on the side uh, while i'm commentating and yeah i mean uh, between stints when uh, you know karthik krishna swami goes on comms then i just increase the volume of the radio and make sure to catch the india match a little bit more and yes whenever possible i've also been uh, catching all the highlights on the espn cricket for app devine did uh, rizwan's partner run him out well it was uh, a combination of Uh, i mean i i think both players had uh, had their you know idea of going in for two basically it was a fine much of spall because he was the one who played it towards oilag area but more than anything else it was just outstanding fielding mitchell santner swooping in direct throw and that left him with no chance but but, but that's the magic of boxing day test matches isn't it divan you're coming from doing ball by ball comms for us for a particular match you're on a podcast talking about australia versus india and all three of us when we finish recording this will be the start of the third day's play of uh, south africa versus sri lanka in time yes absolutely excellent so let, let let's get to the task at hand though day 3 has finished between australia and india and i think the only positive for australia here is the way they ended the day with a lead of 2 runs because india of course took a very very sizable first inning lead of 131 australia looked for a while like they were going okay at 70 odd for two wickets but then a quick loss of a few wickets and now they're in more than a spot of bother shanky absolutely i think uh, among the positives as you mentioned is that uh, they've taken this match into the uh, fourth day which looked very unlikely uh, and with an hour to go uh credit to uh, the lower order camden green showing good application uh he shows that uh, batting quality that he brought he's brought to the fore uh, he made 100 in that warm up game so uh, he would have uh, you know been itching to get a score under his belt because he didn't do all that well in the first uh, three uh, first two outings in test cricket so uh, he's held on well pat cummins is no mug with the bat he's definitely someone who can hang around there uh, a more fluent version of ishan sharma if you can call it ishan the of course uh, known for his dead defense and uh, his crease occupation uh, pat cummins in comparison has a few a uh, bit more strokes in his armory so. i'm not sure cummins would appreciate that shashank no uh, that's what i'm saying he's uh, he's a much much uh, more accomplished batsman than ishan sharma uh, both of them uh, the common trait that they have is they don't throw their wickets away they mm, put a prize yeah. on the wicket they hang in there so there is 
a flicker of hope for Australia if they can somehow look to extend this partnership in the morning. But, uh, you know, there's no doubt that India has got the upper hand and uh, in complete control of this test match at the moment. Okay, so let's let's talk about the end of India's innings, which was earlier today. Yeah, it was Deban and other run out involving Ajinkya Rahane. Uh, Jadeja was knocked over soon after, and then then the tail fell away pretty cheaply. But India still managed an extremely impressive three hundred and twenty six. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, the whole question about this Test match, especially after the day one performance from the Indians, was about what kind of first innings lead they would be able to establish because. Um, we saw it even in the first test match that even though India fell away really dramatically on the on the third day, there was a fair amount of scoreboard pressure which was beginning to tell on Australia when they were batting. And uh, the whole question was whether India would be able to build up at least 100 uh, plus lead. And uh, they had the right men for the job, I suppose, because Rahane and Jadeja were in. They had uh, some runs under their belt. It's a shame that they couldn't add, uh, particularly Rahane couldn't add too many to their tally. But uh, whatever runs they got out of the you know the lower order was quite valuable, and uh, I think yeah Australia have bowled really well right through the series. But it also takes a lot out of you uh, physically and emotionally. Each innings you come in, you run hard and you try and like you know put the ball in the right areas and put the pressure on the same intensity. It's very difficult to replicate that across every innings, and that's where if you're an Australia fan, you will start to worry that. Uh, you know, their obvious weakness is their uh, batting. But that aside, their bowlers are also taking a lot out of themselves through all these efforts. And so much of this is about crease occupation, which is what India have done so well in this test match. And they've just given themselves a great chance thanks to it. And uh, what's been impressive even since then, obviously I haven't seen much of the game today, but uh, just looking at the scorecard is the amount of control that the Indians have been able to exert with the ball again. So. It would suggest that it's not a very easy pitch, but uh, nonetheless, you have to bowl disciplined lines. You have to set right fields to not allow the opposition to get away. So, uh, very well done to India and very well done to Ajinkya Rahane for all of that. So, Ajinkya Rahane today finished with a score of 112. Shanky, you remember yesterday we were discussing which would we consider his, his better innings. Is it MCG 2020 or is it Lords at 2014? I think Rahane himself has answered that question for us because in his post-match interview, he said that his best knock, he feels, is still at Lords. Yeah, I saw that uh, interview with Shane Vaughan. Uh, but of course, if India win this game, this will also rank right up there uh, without any doubt. Uh, the scorecard may read 112, but uh, well, today he looked really, really good. He was uh, timing the ball well. He was coming forward. He was looking to play uh, Mitchell Stark uh, on the up, looking to drive uh, anything pitched up in his half. So he was really uh, looking very, very good for a lot many more runs until that run out happened. And uh, it was uh, as unfortunate as it was. You kind of could see that run out coming because twice in that over, Ravindra Jadeja took three steps forward wanted a single but was sent back uh, and uh, he was also kind of itching to get to a half century um, I mean uh, whatever you can call it was it a rush of blood was it a brain freeze whatever it was uh, completely uh, uncalled for that run and um, you you knew right at that moment that uh, uh, Rahane was in trouble so unfortunate end to that innings but I kind of liked the way he reacted to the run out uh, he didn't uh, throw a fit he just calmly patted uh, Jadeja on the back, told him, no worries, just carry on and just walked off. So uh, by then, uh, I think uh, bulk of India's uh, job was done. They had to get a lead of at least 100 plus, they'd achieved that. And then it was good to see the lower order kind of not um, 
back away to short balls, uh, not uh, try to slog, not try to heave their way out of trouble, at least initially, um, despite uh, Mitchell Stark uh, bowling some hostile stuff from uh, around the stumps. Eventually, I think Jadeja was frustrated by that line of attack from Stark and just uh, threw his wicket away. But good to see uh, India's lower order trying to kind of spend some time with the wicket, even though uh, they weren't all that successful this time around. Jadeja ended with a score of 57. Deban, yesterday on the podcast, we did discuss Jadeja, but I want your opinion on him. He now averages close to, not close to, it's more than 35 with the bat in test cricket. That's that's quite as good as some proper batsman from yesteryear, right? Or, or even currently. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, there's been a famous, uh, I think, a meme, or not a meme, but uh, just a graphic doing the rounds about his comparison with Kapil Dev at a relatively similar situation in their careers. And his numbers are actually more favorable than Kapil Dev in both batting and bowling, which is uh, quite impressive because, you know, Kapil Dev has by far been India's greatest all-rounder, at least in, you know, modern times. And uh, it just tells you that uh, Ravindra Jadeja has taken on a lot of responsibility. He's started to uh, react better to the confidence given to him. Um, for a long time in his career, especially as a batsman, he's just been given this sort of a role of coming in and swinging his bat about. And uh, he's not really had to, uh, you know, use that as a primary uh, source of his sort of uh, place in the team. But now that he's batting somewhere at seven and, you know, might even be uh, elevated to something like six in the next match, this is the right time for him to show his batting wares and he's batted quite maturely. He's gotten behind the line of balls. He's been selective about his stroke play. And all said and done, he's a good batsman. He's got shots around the dial. He's quite comfortable against both, uh, you know, pace and spin. And if he can produce uh, innings like this, then we all know that he'll, he'll always be a good steady influence as a bowler, accurate as anything, a terrific gun fielder. And if he can just keep adding to that batting, then he'll always be a permanent fixture in the Indian eleven, whether they're playing at home and abroad. And that can add a lot of value. Uh, just imagine this team now with maybe one more genuine all-rounder. If Hardik Pandya begins to bowl, then it just uh, it just adds a lot of teeth to this team. And it also sort of elevates that batting order because they're probably still one batsman short, uh, especially with the team that which, with which they've gone into this match. But uh, full credit to most of the top six and seven. They've done enough to sort of compensate for that and make those runs in this uh, particular test match. Jadeja also took uh, two wickets with the ball. Shashank, but I felt the most important wicket and I think, I mean, I'm probably stating the obvious here, but when it was Australia were like something like 70-odd for two, Smith was at the crease, Wade was at the crease. They were looking pretty comfortable not to lose any more wickets and start setting a target for India. But that but that Bumrah's dismissal of, of Smith was key in my opinion because... For the next hour, then Australia lost a further three wickets. Absolutely. Uh, without doubt, those two wickets of uh, Manas, Labus, Kakni and uh, Smith uh, really turned things around for India. Uh, the thing with Smith is he's a master of playing that shot, a little bit of a shuffle uh, to the offside uh, to use the length and angle to kind of glance the ball or flick the ball fine. He's done that on so many occasions in the past that uh, you almost think it's second nature to him, even if he were to close his eyes and play that shot, you'd think he'll middle it. Uh, today was just one of those unfortunate days where he probably didn't cover the line properly. Uh, leg stump was visible at the point of, uh, uh, you know, trying to uh, turn the ball away and then uh, just clipped. So, I think India got a little lucky there. He was shocked, right? Smith was shocked that he couldn't believe that the bail had fallen off. Yeah, he was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Uh, uh, neither could Bumrah. I mean, he had a bemused look on his face. He was so surprised that uh, the bail had fallen. Uh, 
Uh, it was actually Rishabh Pant who brought it to his attention and then they all started celebrating. So India got a little lucky um, at the time that the wicket came because Australia was just looking to uh, slowly uh, consolidate their way back into the match. Uh, but um, full credit to Bumrah for the way he bowled, for the way he ran in, uh, especially considering India were uh, without Umesh Yadav. Uh, I think um, the backup was done superbly by Siraj and Ashwin. So India have not felt the absence of uh, Umesh despite, uh, you know, um, bowling the number of overs that they did today. So uh, it just goes to show that uh, the backup attack uh, beyond just uh, Jaspreet Bumrah is also uh, stepping up. We saw um, Navdeep Saini, Natarajan do that in the one days. Now you're seeing Siraj in the test match. Who knows now with Umesh um, uncertain, uh, it could well be another debut in the next game because India will need another pacer to come in. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, but uh, it was great to see the Indian attack uh, show the kind of versatility that uh, you wanted them to have all along, especially overseas, because uh, there were always doubts, um, even until a few years ago, um, with regards to Indian pacers performing overseas, if the conditions uh, weren't... uh, you know, made to suit their strengths. So in that sense, this has been a welcome change to see them show their wares and uh, show it the way they've done here. Yeah, because it has been, I think, such a positive day for India, they're not feeling the absence of Umesh as much. But Shanky, to continue with you, don't don't you think that's a worry now? He's he's hurt. And I was saying we'll probably have to have another debutant heading into the next test match. And, and while this match has gone well for Rahane's side, it's it's still a cause of concern, right? That Ishant was injured before the series. Shami got hurt in the first test. And now Umesh has gone for scans and we do not know the extent of his injury. Yeah, the, if I mean, they will have about eight days between now and the next test match. But, uh, you know, uh, the thing with these kind of injuries is uh, it, uh, it just uh, kind of worsens as time goes on. So, uh, we don't know yet um, what uh, Umesh's situation is. But, I mean, I'm kind of fancying... Uh, Another debut for T. Natarajan. Uh, who knows? I mean, he was a net bowler when he was picked. For the, the squad was picked for the Australia T20Is. Varun Chakravarti gets injured. He gets uh, drafted into the squad. Makes his T20 debut. Wasn't uh, initially part of the one-day squad. But again, injuries uh, forces him into the one-day team. And then he makes his debut. Who knows? He's still in Australia. He's bowling very, very well in the nets. Saw a couple of videos where he... Uh, beat uh, Rahane and Pujara on the outsiders on a number of occasions in the build-up of the game. So, who knows if he gets drafted into the squad, anything's possible. So, India will uh, obviously uh, have to look at uh, who they have to pick in that case. But you'd think Navdeep Saini is the front-runner because he's been picked in the squad ahead for a reason. Uh, so, uh, But that's uh, uh, something that they'll worry about uh, in the new year for now. They, they will definitely just be focused on getting the four remaining wickets as quickly as possible. Uh, and then knock off the runs to uh, level the series. Dubai and Australia will be will be hoping, they will be praying that David Warner somehow is fit for the third test, yeah? Yes, uh, absolutely. In fact, just a little while ago, I was watching on the timeline, there was a, a, an article from uh, the official broadcaster in Australia. And they had, I think, listed out six uh, reshuffling options for their batting order. So clearly, the Australian journalists for certain are definitely panicking. <laughs> There's a lot of theories going around about what they need to do. Some pretty radical ones as well, you know, drafting Moises on weeks into the team and doing all kinds of things. Will Pukowski, all names doing the rounds. 
Marcus Harris is suddenly back in circulation. So that just tells you that uh, I don't know about the team itself, but definitely in the Australian press, there's a lot of confusion over what's going on with their uh, batting. Um, lots of batsmen low on confidence. So we have talked before that they will always be a little bit, uh, you know, dependent on both uh, Stephen Smith and uh, Marcus Labuschagne. And in the absence of big runs from these two, there will be a lot of uh, hope for them that Warner comes back. Otherwise, they are looking quite soft in that batting department. And but but Deban, can I can I just say one thing? Like in terms of Stephen Smith is, is looking out of form, but Labuschagne he keeps looking like he, that those runs are just around the corner, right? Like there are these starts in every single innings of his. Yeah, and he is that kind of a player. I mean, he's he's got a stellar record at home. So, it's actually credit to the Indian bowlers that they've just not allowed him to, you know, rattle up a big score as yet. Um, but again, I mean, it's it's not a fair ask on numbers three and four when your openers aren't giving you too many good starts. Of course, they, they had one really solid start in that second innings in Adelaide. But with a low target, with the opposition quite deflated, that was probably, you know, a big contributor to that cause as well. So, uh, it's it's going to be difficult for them. The first uh, point of uh, control where they need is the opening stand. That needs to start chipping in. And it's it's just refreshing to see, you know, India giving those problems to Australia away because uh, when, <laughs> when we've been growing up following Indian cricket, you know, that's, you know, it, uh, you know all jokes aside, that's been the biggest problem for the Indians. Uh, yeah. they, they've always had trouble with openers on overseas tours in the say, 90s and I mean, maybe it got sorted out later on with the arrival of somebody like a Virendra Sehwag. But it's the opening stands which have been such a huge source of concern. And in spite of having quality batsmen, they've been exposed to the new ball so often in the past. And it's good to see the boot on the other foot. It's good to see Indian pacers taking wickets. It's good to see Indian pacers hitting Australian batsmen. You know, I mean, nobody intends to injure anybody. But it's good to see that kind of aggression coming in. And yeah, some questions to be asked about the uh, fading techniques of maybe batsmen around the world because so many players getting hit. I mean, I was just watching a little bit of the uh, highlights on, on, on the uh, official broadcaster here. And uh, they, they had that package about all the Australians who got hit today. So that, that's pretty odd. And it I mean, it, it also points perhaps to the uh, pitch as well. There's been perhaps a little bit of up and down bump. But, but Devan, you also saw Kane Williamson bat for a day and a half. So th- there wasn't much of that there, was it? Oh, Kane Williamson is currently batting at a different plane altogether. I, maybe it's fatherhood, maybe it's something else. But uh, he's just watching everything late onto his bat. To be fair, he was dropped a couple of times. So Australia, uh, or rather Pakistan, were a little bit generous with uh, you know how they have treated him. And that's why I'm looking forward to day four. That Hopefully, if they latch onto their catches this time, they might even make a contest out of that test match. There are, there's also a little bit of uh, question mark around Travis Head. Uh, his mode of dismissals in both innings uh, should kind of be worrying because in the first innings, he was worked over very nicely by Jaspreet Bumrah, who kept bringing the ball back in, uh, troubling him with a shot of Len Delvery tucked into the body uh, and kept denying him a room. And then uh, he just uh, bowled one away from... And then he chased that at that delivery and was out caught in the slips. Uh, today as well, Mohamed Siraj created that angle by going over the wicket, slanting it across him. Again, he was looking to play away from the body, no feet movement, again caught in the slips. So, uh, for someone who is uh, talked of as a future leader, you'd think Travis Head needs to kind of step up and get that one defining performance under his belt, which he uh, hasn't managed to so far. So, uh, as well as uh, the openers are under pressure or as much as Australia need to look at that opening spot, it's also the middle order that needs to step up because uh, Smith, uh, who's uh, slightly struggling for form, 
And we're just uh, seeing how that kind of hampers the entire balance of the batting lineup, especially with him looking a little out of sorts and little under pressure. Because today, every time he was facing Ashwin, you could kind of sense something was about to happen because he was shuffling around, he was defending, he was stabbing at deliveries. There was a lot of oohs and ahs, a lot of chirp. Every ball was like an event when Smith was around, and which we really haven't seen a lot of him being under pressure, him, him kind of being put to uh, a real test by any bowling attack. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of questions for Australia in the lead-up to uh, the next Test match. Uh, at this moment, we don't even know where that game is going to be played because uh, uh, I was hearing on um, ABC Grandstand that uh, Sydney has recorded five cases, uh, uh, COVID cases today. So, uh, there are going to be a lot of deliberations between now and probably the next couple of days to see where this uh, next test match is going to be played as well. About the next test, I think it goes without saying that if uh, David Warner is fit, Shashank, he comes in. Our colleague Dan Brettig uh, reported a story yesterday which said uh, David Warner looks uncertain uh, yet he's uh, still, uh, the mobility is still an issue, uh, flexibility is still an issue. Uh, he's not uh, running between the wickets as uh, swiftly as he should uh, for someone coming out of a groin strain. So, uh, it's still in doubt. So, uh, uh, yeah, we don't know if he's going to be available just yet. Say that he is, even whether it's the third, whether it's the fourth, he comes in. And if we take that same argument towards the Indian team, now Rohit Sharma is coming back. And Shashank, I'm going to ask you this with the assumption that India do go on to win this 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 test match and level the series. Would you then change a quote-unquote winning combination? Or does Rohit Sharma have to sit out yet another test match? Absolutely not. I would uh, just go in with the same 11 because you've got to give that confidence. Uh, you can argue that uh, Mayank Agarwal didn't get a score, was out for zero in the first innings of this match. And uh, we don't know how many he will get in the second innings. But uh, he's someone who's really done well for you in the last two years. He averages 50 since he's come into uh, test cricket in 20 test matches, about 1,000 runs. So, uh, he's done decently well. So, you would think that he deserves a bit of a rope. Shukil has shown a lot of promise in that first innings. You've brought him in for a reason. Uh, you don't want to just shunt him away because your uh, lead batsman, who was supposed to play, is coming back in with hardly a couple of net sessions under his belt, possibly, because Rohit is still probably in quarantine. So, I mean, it is tempting to bring him back to lend that experience to the side, but... If India go on to win this test match, which is pretty likely, you'd think they want to kind of back the same guys to, uh, you know, go for, go in uh, for the third test as well. There's also Hanuma Vihari. You can argue that, you know, he only made 21 runs. He hasn't done much uh, with the bat in the series. But the context for those 21 runs is also important. Sometimes you need to look beyond scorecards. I think that 50-run stand with Rahani was really something uh, of a calming influence in the Indian middle order yesterday. Uh, at that point in time, that kind of set the tone for the next two partnerships with uh, Rishabh Pant and Ravindra Jadeja. So, Vihari has looked good. He hasn't looked out of sorts. Uh, he didn't look out of sorts in that first innings. So, um, you know, if I was picking the 11, I would definitely back uh, Mayank Agarwal, Hanuma Vihari for uh, another outing, which means um, Rohit Sharma should possibly have to wait uh, for his chance. Divine, do you concur? 
not uh, for the simple reason that i would probably want to go in with the better batsman so uh, but 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 if rohit plays he has to open so it it all depends entirely on whether he's uh, recovered fully we have to i guess go by what we have said before that he has kind of uh, you know passed all his fitness tests and everything but yes he's been sitting in quarantine so i would assume that he's not had too much match practice that is something that could count against him uh much as one would want to give mayank agarwal a longer rope uh, he has looked a little out of, out of sorts in the four innings that he's played even the first one you know, where he hung around for a long time but uh, i mean he was done in by pretty decent delivery from pat cummins but since then his confidence seems to have suffered a little bit so it might do him a little bit of good to sort of just take a break but yeah i mean it, it all comes with the provisio which should also ideally go to prithvi shaw that it's not the end of the road for them that they are all in the uh, larger picture of the indian squad so um given a choice i'd go it with uh, rohit sharma i wouldn't uh, disturb the rest of the batting combination if anything again depending on where the third test match is how you know things shape up after this match uh, you might want to consider playing an extra batsman but considering how it has gone well in this test match they might uh, resist that temptation because also remember for india to retain the border gavaskar trophy they only need a one all scoreline or a two two scoreline so it, i mean of course you want to go in there and you want to win series but uh you have to be practical and you have to go in with the ideal options and combinations also depending on the kind of pitch that you get so those questions will come into play but yes as of now maybe that one change if necessary there's also this uh, question of uh, a simple matter of the world test championship as well now with uh, percentage points kind of being one of the factors so india would want to ensure that they win this test and they don't kind of fall behind in any of the other two tests and then they have a big uh, five test series at home against england so it's just not the border gavaskar trophy uh, to play for there's also another bigger picture that uh, you'd probably be looking at so i'm interested to see or find out if that's on the minds of the teams as well or uh, if that's something that they want to uh, distance themselves from for the moment and just be in the present and then let uh, the matches uh, take its course Okay, one final question. We have all spoken about winning combinations. Shashank, and I'll start with you. Is and I was I was asking you all this off air just before we came on. Is anyone giving Cummins and Green a hope of maybe scoring seventy each and India getting a target of over one fifty, which will then be a tough target? Ah, uh, very very optimistic. Uh, I have to say, you've been Karthik. Uh, <laughs> really happening. Uh, probably they can hang around for 30 40 minutes like we saw Jadeja and Rahane do so this morning uh, but i don't see them doing that that it'll be a fantastic effort if they really manage to pull it off it'll be great for the test match it'll throw up a completely new possibility if that happens but uh, looking at the way um, this indian attack is bold i would think that they were just a tad tired towards the end they'll be fresh they'll be firing uh, so uh, i don't see this uh, going on for too long so we should have a uh, result in the second session tomorrow so the bayern while you're doing comms for new zealand versus pakistan tomorrow india would be celebrating victory one would hope so <laughs> let's not forget that not uh, more than a little over a week ago india were bowled out for 36 but uh, those were different circumstances so here yes i mean ideally you would want to be chasing not more than say about 100 anything above that and you know there's a early spate of wickets or an inspired spell from one of the pacemen there are three world uh, you know world class pacemen some of the best in the world uh, operating right now so um, any one burst from them and they could just find themselves in a little bit of trouble a little bit of a crisis and that could become quite ropey so ideally you want the lead to be kept down to double figures and 
it would be great if they can get a sort of middling enough lead so that the indian openers can also get some confidence behind them shubman gill of course had a great start to his test career but more from mayank agarwal's perspective a good chance for him to gain some confidence ahead of sydney uh, or wherever the third test matches if he can get some runs in a uh, feature in an indian victory so that that is what they'll be looking at excellent so india are in command and we're headed towards the fourth and most likely the final day of the test match shanky and devan thank you so much for joining us on stump mike we'll talk to you soon thank you